once I started getting involved in drugs and crime, I got more ambitions to take more drugs and to be a more organized criminal, you know? So my life was a total, total mess, 100% mess. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk about real people who had real problems but found answers and a real God. Today, we're going to talk to someone who was addicted to heroin and was an addict for 10 years. His name is Terry Eckersley. He was on our previous show, and he talked about how he got addicted in his life. He told us about how he grew up in a good family, but when he was 13, his father suddenly passed away. That experience left him in emotional turmoil. Eventually, he started hanging out with the wrong crowds, started filling the void in his heart with drugs that eventually led to heroin. Now, heroin was a drug of choice for him because it gave him a sense of love that made all the pain go away. The problem was that the lifestyle led him in and out of jail and prison. And eventually, things got really bad when he hit his last straw. Today, Terry is going to tell us what happened in his life and how he got out of this mess. Terry, welcome to the show. It's an honor and privilege. It's great to be back on the show with you. Ah, Terry, you are an awesome man. Honestly, I love how you're willing to share with others the reality of heroin addiction. I mean, what happened to you when you were 13 must have been devastating. And it's horrible to hear how it altered your life in such a negative way. Tell me, when you were younger... Did you even predict that you'd be a drug addict one day? No, I didn't. Not at all. I didn't really know what I wanted to be or do. I was always very creative with art and with English. I always loved the English language and English literature, but I never really had any ambitions. I think that was another thing. So I suppose once I started getting involved in drugs and crime, I got more ambitions to take more drugs and to be a more organized criminal, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be a gangster, really. That was my ambition. So I ended up becoming what I wanted to be, really. Mm, Oh, wow. That is interesting that the drugs had the power to shift your dreams and ambitions toward the drug use. That is seriously powerful substance. I mean, how did this drug affect your relationships with your family and friends? Well, I think apart from other drug addicts and other criminals... You know, I'd have some relationships with family, but again, that'd go in an ever-decreasing circle. So you'd start losing family, start losing friends, because you're basically lying all the time, living a lie, stealing. So my life was a total, total mess, 100% mess. Oh, that is a pretty powerful substance. It seems it has the power to suck someone's interest so much that they ignore the importance of their own family and friends. And I understand you hit rock bottom then something happened unexpectedly to change your life in a good way. Can you tell us about that experience? Yes, I can. It's interesting. There was a street evangelist who was telling us all about Jesus. God loves you. Jesus died. He's got a plan for your life. And he'd be there on the estate where we lived. He'd come and share it with our gang. When we came out of a nightclub, he'd be there with another guy sharing the gospel. Mm. And then one night, I did respond to the gospel message. And what do I mean by that? He said, Terry, God does love you. 
Jesus died for you. He's got a plan for your life. But there's a devil out there. He's real. You've been in his playground, and he wants to kill you. So to get out of that, you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Ask him for forgiveness and invite him into your life. Give your life to him. So I got down on my knees and prayed that prayer. And I always say, I felt a little something. I knew what I'd done, but I didn't know really what Jesus had done at that moment in time. Mm. God never let go of me. I gave him my life. You know, when you do give your life to Christ, he's got it and he'll keep hold of you strong. (laughs) And then eight years later, I started getting drawn to the person of Jesus Christ, becoming attracted to the person of Jesus through reading the book of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, the beautiful teachings of Jesus. Don't judge, love, be merciful, be kind. Don't worry. Look at the birds of the air. And I just thought God was really speaking to me through the person of Jesus Christ. That is amazing. It sounds like you found a faith that would fill your heart with love that the drugs only did temporarily. You even had a miraculous experience where you felt the actual presence of God coming upon you when you started reading the Bible. How did you feel during that encounter? What happened was I went to see the person that I'd given my life to Christ with, because it was two of us who did that, and we started to read the Bible together. We started actually at an amazing piece of scripture, which is 1 Corinthians 12, which speaks about the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, gift of tongues, Mm. gift of interpretation, the gift of faith, gift of healing, gifts of miracles, gifts of discerning of spirits, you know, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So we read that. And then the next night, we thought we'll read 1 Corinthians 13. And he starts, Yea, though I speak in tongues of men and angels, but have not love. And he speaks about what love is. And I stopped and I said, what is this tongues? Because it mentioned it last night and it mentions it now. And then immediately, he got the gift of tongues. And what do I mean by that? He spoke in like an unknown language, which sounded like a foreign language, where he just sort of went, Shotorobo Siti Makamaha. But then I got the gift of interpretation, and it was like right in the middle of that tongue, this is what was said to me by the Holy Spirit. Jesus died so that your sins can be forgiven. And immediately, I felt the presence and the power of God, and immediately, the whole room lit up, and it was like waves and waves of light and love and power just coursing through my body. And immediately, I knew that Jesus had died for me personally. Wow. I understand that after you prayed to receive Christ, things didn't automatically change. But after that encounter, how did your life change from then? Well, it radically changed my life because I knew God loved me. From that moment on until now, that has never, ever left me. I knew God loved me. Jesus died for me. And he'd got a plan, although I really didn't know what that was because I've been going my own way for all those years. And I didn't really have a clue. And at first I felt joy and elation, but then I started feeling conviction. I couldn't do things that I couldn't smoke weed even Mm. anymore. I felt guilty. I felt convicted. I couldn't say certain things. I couldn't do things. So really I came to the end of myself, you know, I really did. Wow. Terry, it sounds like that encounter with the Lord really changed your life, which is the outpouring of his spirit and love on you. It's so good. I'm also understanding that the Lord changed your ambitions from drugs and gangs to wanting to serve in the ministry after getting healed by the power of God. How did that happen? Yeah, I'll quickly tell you. I always say the hounds of heaven were chasing me, not the hounds of hell, the hounds of heaven. So everywhere I went, Christians have always been around my life, but especially after this time. And then I found myself in a church in Sheffield, and then I experienced a powerful healing experience through the laying on of hands. And it was like all the mental scars 
from all the years and years of drug abuse and pain and hurt and anguish were totally healed again immediately. And then from then on, I just got involved in the local church. And then I quickly got a job in a local Christian charity, went through Bible school, went through university all the time while working. Then I quickly got promoted into middle management. And then shortly after that, I got promoted into senior management and took over an organization. I became acting chief exec. Then I founded and became chief exec of a new Christian charity in Surrey. Mm. And my life has not just been greatly blessed for me, but it's been a great blessing where I've been able to help and lead many others to Christ and see them touched by his power, but also provide care and support for people, you know. Yeah, Terry, that is incredible. Hearing how the Lord touched you like that just makes me want to spend time with the Lord and get an empowering touch from him right now. (laughs) It's so good. You got all that healing and empowerment just from spending time with him. From heroin addict to Jesus addict. Terry, your testimony is amazing and is giving hope to so many. Thanks so much for being on our show. Hey, this is cool. Let's talk more after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? What I found interesting is that the root of his problems stemmed from being angry at God. But it was also from genuine hurt and bitterness that was flowing inside of his emotions from what happened to his dad. And you can see that hurt can turn unhealthy real quick. He ended up in addiction to heroin and other drugs. But what is really profound is that his freedom was simple. It was addressing the wounds in his life and letting God bring in the healing. You know what? If you want healing for your past pain and suffering in your life, and if you have that emotion of being mad at God, that emotion of being mad at God is the worst thing. It's the worst. Because God is the only one who can truly bring healing to your heart. When life goes a certain way and it doesn't turn out the way you planned for, you know, you can experience pain and hurt. And what can you do with that? Here's what you can do. Ancient scriptures reveal that if we do the opposite of being mad at God, but rather we run to God, we will experience something much better. It is written in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. God will be the one who gets you through the tough times. And if we can understand that though we're going through tough times, God will direct our paths if we don't rely on our own understanding. You see, we all do that. We all rely on our own understanding, and that's the problem. When we only see what we can see, there's a lot of hurt. We don't understand. 
But if we instead trust in the Lord, we will be able to see the future clearly. We'll be able to see beyond our pain and suffering, and we'll be able to understand why things happen. My friend, look beyond your pain. Look beyond your past and look unto the Lord. He will be the one to help you, to get you free from maybe whatever addiction you might be wrestling with or whatever pain that you're going through that you're trying to medicate yourself from. Look to the Lord and trust in Him and then sift through the problems of your past with the Lord. But first, you got to have that relationship with Him. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for my friend. If they're having problems in their past and they're feeling this emotion of being angry, we first of all, release that to you. And instead, we take a moment to run to you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we invite you into our lives so that you can really help us to understand why that pain happened and why that suffering occurred and really to get healing, Lord. I just pray for healing for my friend right now in Jesus' mighty name. And that, Lord God, that you would just gently grab them by the hand and walk them through their healing in a wonderful love relationship with you, Lord. I just ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I hope you are blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.